and welcome back to another episode of Sartorial Splendor. Assalamu alaikum. I'm Corey. Thank you guys for returning for another episode. I don't know why you keep doing it, but I'm really glad you do. And I have another spectacular guest today. I don't know how I keep getting so lucky to get all of these amazing ladies from the fragrance community to keep guesting on here with me and being my guest co-host because I beg and plead and ask very nicely. But I have another amazing guest co-host today. Her name is Kia. Hi, Corey. Hi, Fundamental <laughs> Sartorial Podcast. I'm Kia. Um, I go by Yummy411 on social media. I have a YouTube channel where I mainly talk about fragrance, women's fragrances. Um, and I also have an Instagram by the same name. I'm on the East Coast. I'm in the um, Maryland, D.C., Virginia area, which we affectionately call the DMV. Um, and yeah, I just love all things beauty and fragrance. So that's what I mainly talk about. So I actually, you guys might, that name might sound familiar to you if you've read some of our articles before. Kia was also one of the ladies that I kind of profiled when I was talking about these really awesome ladies of Fracom you ought to be checking out. So again, I am super excited to have you on the show with me and uh, being my guest co-host while John is stuck on the interview callback circuit. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. So one of the traditions we have on the show is we do scent checks and scent check is, you know, what scent are you wearing today? So I will kick it off and then I'll pass it to Kia. My intentional scent of the day was Tom Ford's Neroli Portofino Forte. Uh, my accidental scent of the day that I am stuck with now because I accidentally shattered a sample all over myself is Narcotico, and, you know, I get to spend the rest of my evening smelling like a musty-ass church. <laughs> Hopefully, he has had a better scent-of-the-day experience than I have. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so today I am intentionally, unintentionally wearing Gucci Guilty Black, a designer fragrance um, that's described as a sexy powder scent. <laughs> I'm not really into powder scents, so I challenge, I'm actually participating in a challenge um, that some of my Fredcom friends are doing, um, where we're challenging ourselves to wear one fragrance for five work days in the daytime only. <laughs> so I'm wearing that one just to um, really challenge myself to um, get into and experience a powder fragrance. And then because I cheat, (laughs) because this is, we were supposed to be challenging ourselves, but uh, unfortunately I cheated because I got a package in the mail and I got a scent from Savoir Faire um, and it's called Soul Cafe. So that's on one hand while the rest of me smells like Gucci Guilty Black. Well, I mean, technically I'm going to blame Amina for this. Um... (laughs) Well, when Amina was on, we were talking and I was like, you know, my favorite type of scent is like the fougere and the kind of like the boozy scents. And she's really big on like leather and animalics. So I was like, you know, between when she was on and today, I was like, fine, I'll go get some more challenging scents, you know, with some animalic notes and 
I'll try those out again. And this was one of them. And I was opening the bottle because it just came in this afternoon. I opened the little vial and then I couldn't get the stopper back in. So I pressed just a little bit harder and it shattered all in my palm. So I'm like, technically, I'll say this is Amina's fault. We can say this is Amina's fault, right? We can blame Amina. (laughs) Amina's listening to this. She's like, what the hell? I was nice to you and I came on this show. <laughs> blame her, blame her. But I mean, we all need a cheat day, you know. Cheat days make, especially the year 2020, I think they make everything bearable right now. <laughs> exactly. Totally agree. But I mean, speaking of making things uh, bearable, we like to talk about, you know, what we feel like sartorial means. Um, you know, I've said on here before, it, to me, it's those little intangible elements that come together as a whole of like, like for me specifically, it's like watches, the type of clothing I wear, my fragrances that make me feel like I'm ready to take on the world. And it's different items for everybody. Like, would you mind detailing to us what, you know, those sartorial items are for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, so for me, my elements will, are more than likely... Um, a good sweet fragrance. I'm into sweet fragrances. So um, I definitely have to have that on deck. And I would also say um, lip gloss and mascara. I am a makeup girl, but um, definitely 2020 has shown me that I can definitely face the world without that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's... Um, and this sounds so superficial, but these are the small things for me that just make me feel a little empowered. And it to have my nails and toes done. So a lot of times you'll be surprised. Like I'm not even wearing open toe shoes, but just for me, um, that's what I feel like I need. Like some people have lovely nail long, long nail beds, or just like really neat nails and somehow mine always look (laughs) a bit uh savage so I have to I feel like I need to get them done and then I feel just a little bit more put together so it's something you have to work at a little bit I think like for me um you know like I go to the gym and the gym has not happened this year since March But that was, you know, for me, it was kind of a thing of, like, that's what I did to make myself feel better. And now I'm just kind of like, well, I'm going to have to work a little bit harder at that again. (laughs) Yeah. Do you work out at home? Uh, Well, we have a studio apartment, so I do some work at home. But we're also in the middle of a heat wave right now. And um, that is not happening because heat stroke (laughs) is a thing. (laughs) I don't want you to pass out of a heat stroke. But, um, you know, it's like, I know a lot of women that, you know, like getting their hair done every month is kind of a thing that they do for them or, you know, going and and getting a mani-pedi or any other type of treatment like that. And it's kind of like, well, like you said, with uh, makeup, you've kind of learned this year is like, well, I can do without that a little bit, or at least I can put off doing without that for a little bit. But, you know, like the moment you can get back in. Definitely, definitely. And it's something I found out, especially with fragrances. Like, either you've realized during this time, oh, I just really wear fragrances for other people. 
you know, to be polite and, you know, to, to fit that idea of successful or you figure out as like you're a fraghead and I wear fragrances for me and now I'm home and I don't bother anybody so I can join like the 15 spray club. <laughs> right. <laughs> or the five bottles of fragrance that you're wearing at one time club. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm like, man, I will wake up and put something on. And then at 10 o'clock, I put something on. And then at two, I put something on. And then there's something else going on of an evening. I'm like, I can wear all the things. All of the things. I told you I'm cheating on this challenge that we have going on <laughs> because I put one fragrance on like one half of my body. And then I sprayed this other on the other hand. So I have fragrance everywhere, but I'm trying to at least cut down to just two and not do the normal five that I may put on um, in a day while I'm in the house. (laughs) Well, I mean, you're technically still doing the challenge. You're wearing it, you know. Exactly. Thank you, Corey. (laughs) Does the challenge explicitly say cannot wear other fragrances (laughs) while wearing this one? Because if they didn't, there's a perfect loophole for you. You are totally (laughs) within the rules of that challenge. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I feel better. (laughs) Um, One of the really uh, big reasons I was hoping I could get Kia on here is because, and I've talked about it before on this show, of I am personally prone to um, scent-induced migraines. So there are certain notes that are particularly prominent, especially in the more feminine fragrances, that I just cannot wear. So there's this section of like fragrances that I, you know, I, I review things for our site, but there's certain sections that I, I'm, I feel a little bad because I can't really give a good review of, because for me, it's like, it gave me a headache that lasted for three days. I hate it. Light it on fire, which, you know, that's not going to be the normal <laughs> woman's reaction to that fragrance. So Kia has a really strong, deep knowledge of you know, the more popular women's fragrances. Um, and I was really excited to get her on here to kind of talk about what she likes, some of the brands she likes, what she's looking at in those fragrances, because it's just, it's not something I can really do. And I know a lot of our audience are women and, you know, they're interested in these. Definitely. So where do you want to start? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we could start with Moogler. I mean, I'll be up front, and I told Amina this, and unfortunately you don't know this, but uh, for me, every kind of Moogler scent I have smelled reminds me of Comet Cleaner, and I told Amina, it's like, <gasps> if anybody can show me a good Moogler scent to try out, it's going to be you. Wow. Oh, that's so much pressure, Corey. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I mean, I can take some of the pressure off because the other thing, I'm like, the non-star bottles, like the aliens of like, do they not look like a butt to anybody else? Of course they do. Okay. I'm like, am, am I imagining <laughs> this? It looks like a butt that's sitting down and you just see like the crack and then the rest of the cheeks. Yeah. They're compared to all kinds of things. So, butt, cleavage. Nut sacks, like everybody says, a little bit I of everything. I haven't heard nut sack before. But see, there you go. Pressure taken off. I'm making dirty jokes about perfume bottles now. Listen, Rom. we understand. But yes, I definitely love the House of Mugler. Um, there has been a bit of a shift since L'Oreal took over, and mm-hmm. I think they are making them a little bit more mass pleasing um, than they once were. So they their last two offerings I actually ha- 
um, got my hands on them. And so one is not released in the U.S. yet, but because Fancy. Amina, yeah, <laughs> she was my European connect and got me a bottle um, before she came back over. So I'm super grateful. Um, that one's uh, Angel Flanker, uh, the mm-hmm. star bottle, and it's called Angel Nova. And what um, Amina shared with me before I even had the, I didn't get into the research behind it just yet. I was trying out the fragrance, but she was saying the same nose that's behind the infamous Delina of Perfumes, the Marley, is behind this Angel Nova. And so that just took this to another level. Yeah, I'm super excited about that because people are making comparisons about it and I didn't initially catch it. Um, but it's all making sense. Like the notes that are in this Angel Nova, you have the rose, you have lychee, um, and those are definitely prominent in Delina. Mm-hmm. So um, that's one, and it's a I, I like it. I like it a lot. It's not your typical Mugler. Mugler usually has more challenging scents. I think. Well, but I this think a lot a, of yeah. women who have smelled Alien would know. That Moogler is, it, it's, it could be polarizing. You either love it or you hate it. Definitely, at least with definitely. Alien. So Angel, Angel, the original Alien, uh, the original Angel as well. Um, <laughs> one time I was in the, uh, in an Ulta and my sis, I sprayed Angel in the air and my sister was with me. She lit, like literally ran the other way and I had to find her like, what's wrong? She was like, oh my gosh, that fragrance. I was so shocked like her literal visceral reaction to this fragrance she ran the other way and I could not figure out what was wrong I had to find her I'm like what happened like what's wrong she's like that fragrance stinks so both of them are completely polarizing fragrances I don't mind it as much Um, but yeah this new Angel Nova is nothing like the original Mm-hmm. It's more mass pleasing and, and and fruity, um, and then it's backed up by the rose, so um, it's completely wearable for the average person. Um, so you could wear that to the office pretty safely. You can wear it to the office pretty safely. Yes. Okay, because like I know, like Alien is maybe not something I would suggest no. for most people to wear to the office. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, maybe um, if you're on, like, hour five of having sprayed it and you can go into the office, it's fine, because by then it's just a skin scent, but... Exactly. Calm um, down. It's something that when I do my reviews, I try to at least be mindful. Like, if it's a very challenging scent, I'll try to be like, hey, um, maybe don't wear this one to the office or on an airplane, because that would kind of make you a dick. Um, exactly. <laughs> not safe for work. There you go. Exactly. Totally. I should make it not safe for work stamp. Just tag it on every single review I do that she shouldn't yeah. wear it out. I mean, that's interesting, though, that they got... I, I, I don't necessarily think that mass-pleasing is bad, in a sense, of, like, if it opens you up to where you could wear it more places around more people and not have to just only be able to wear it in certain areas. I totally agree. My, my more challenging sense, or 
ones that I know aren't mask pleasing, I'll spray like one spray on my wrist so that I can enjoy it. But mm-hmm. I don't want to make other people smell it because I know it's just not your typical fragrance that smells good to other people. Besides know? Alien, what do you think are some of your most challenging scents? For me. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm more of a um, sweet fragrance lover. Um, so I would say, Guerlain, I think it's Guerlain's Santal Royale. That's more of an um, oud-based fragrance. And so I purchased a smaller bottle of this. Um, I was very interested in Joe Malone's Velvet Rose and Oud. Mm-hmm. And so upon first sniff, like it smelled great. But I think after I wore it on the skin and wore it for a little while, it smelled a little dated. Right. And so Santal Royale for me is similar enough, but it just keeps that same attractive smell to me. It doesn't change or smell dated. It is rich and decadent and um, not one that I can expect that my sister would love or my mom or anybody else, but it's definitely this rich fragrance that I, I enjoy. And I think that's another issue to not issue, but a thing to point out is like, you don't I mean, you might like blind buying. I always advocate sample first, but <laughs> it's really important to make sure you know how that's going to smell on your skin because your body chemistry does affect how a fragrance is going to smell. Definitely. Um, I know and I've talked about this before, but I tried um, MFK's Baccarat Rouge 540 X-Ray. Mm-hmm. Worst fragrance experience of my entire life. I cracked the Tide Pod open to try and scrub it off. I heard great. you talking about this. Yeah, it smelled great in the little... It smelled great in the sample. smelled great in the vial. I put it on my skin. Five minutes later, it was nightmare fuel. Oh my goodness. Like, your cannot. body chemistry is, I think it's element X on if you're really going to enjoy something. Like for you, you said the Joe Malone, it smelled great in the vial, but once it got on your skin, it just, it didn't have that same effect. Yeah, it died down and it smelled very dated to me and not something I would like to spend that kind of money on at all. Yeah, yeah and, and that's the other thing is like, if you want to blind buy a cheapie, like, I blind bought a Moogler, what was it, Pure Malt. I blind bought it just because I'm like, it's not that expensive, and I know I can flip it on the Facebook groups. And I got it, and I sprayed it, and I was like, yes, this still smells like Comet to me. And I flipped <gasps> it on the group that wow. same night. <laughs> okay, okay. That's the one I'm actually interested in. <laughs> I mean, it, to me, it just, it's still, the masculine fragrances, at least, something about it smells like Comet Cleaner to me. I don't know what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to go out and buy, like, a Roja bottle that I don't know how it's going to smell on me. Yeah, for sure. I'm not going to totally go drop that you. much money. <laughs> yeah, I. so I am guilty of blind buying. Um Different strokes for different folks. You know, everybody's a little bit different. But like you, it has to be of a reasonable price. I won't just blind buy like a $200 bottle at all. No, never. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, if it's in the TJ Maxx range, I totally understand that, because you can also, like, <laughs> flip them fairly easily, too, I feel like. You can like flip on the them, and you can return them. I didn't realize you could return them. You can return them. Now, I have not tried to return in the age of COVID, but right before, oh, yeah, you can return them, definitely. So there's something for all of you who are listening. Um, assuming COVID didn't change anything, you can return those. You can return them. I did not know that. I probably shouldn't still go out and blind buy, but that's good to know in case I ever get the itch. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. Well, like, what, outside of, like, the House of Moogler, like, I know that's one of your favorite houses, but what other, like, you talk about, like, the fruity, sweet gourmand scents are your favorite. Like, what other houses do you like exploring for that? Okay, here's one that I'd have to recommend. Um, and I think you can get decants on, I want to say I've only seen them pretty much on like Etsy or eBay, but the house of, um, Byron Parfums, Byron Parfums. They're an indie house, uh, indie indie niche house house. from out of France. Mm -hmm. And they're, um, my favorite fragrance from them right now is the chronic. No, it does not smell like weed is in it or anything but it is a sweet fragrance that has death to it and it's not your typical um i guess like patchouli and tonka and vanilla that you find in other fragrances the usual suspects right exactly it has well maybe this is usual to other people because who knows what level of uh (laughs) pragdom you're on but um, it has, like, leather and saffron and some other things in it that um, gives it some nice character, depth, and still is sweet enough. And sweet enough for me. It's actually labeled as unisex. But I, for some reason, whatever notes make most fragrances unisex, whether it's cedar or um, any other kind of woods, Mm-hmm. My it seems my skin intensifies it and it's like a total no. But this particular one is a lot more sweeter than your average unisex fragrance, and it is beautiful. Like that's my scent of the summer right now. I'm working off of a decant, but come tomorrow, I think I'm gonna buy a full bottle. Like it's Ooh. just that good to me. Like yeah, I've been talking. I feel like I've been talking about it since I got the decant, which has been, like, literally all summer. Like, I've seen it on your Instagram, like, your stories before. I love it. (laughs) So, do wood 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 notes kind of just do death note on you? So, I wouldn't say they do death note, but I think whatever percentage of... I want to say cedar, because that's one that comes to mind... um, pretty easily but Mm -hmm. whatever percentage is in them it just intensifies on me um and i'll give you another example um of a house that i think is worth checking out for sure and it's maya and jai i love her you love her do you like back is one of my favorites i got it in july and i have been obsessed with it ever since i got it i'm so excited to hear that i'm so excited to hear that did you try lafleur's I no, it's on my uh, next round of like decants to order because nice. you can't just get samples with her. You get you have to get the travel size, you know. 
Um, exactly. But no, I was telling Amina, I think she is going to be one of the major breakout perfumists in the next few years. She is just like on the cusp. She, to me, she's on the cusp. I think she's going to be a major player in this industry. Yes. So for me, LaFleur's is nice. And while the rest of the world is saying that this is one of the more feminine fragrances, although all of them are unisex, um, people were saying that this is feminine leaning. And for me, it totally was not. Mm-hmm. So I think it's whatever that percentage of cedar and woods that's in it just doesn't work for me. But Tropica, um, her more tropical scent um, with fig and coconut is is delicious. Yeah, I love the more gourmand fruity. Yes, and I won't say it's as deep as other gourmands I've tried, Mm -hmm. and it's light and airy. Um, I I like it. I like it a lot. I almost well, what I said in my review, which I wish or hope she'd do, um, are hair mist. So it's really it's light enough, but it has that sweet factor, and it smells pretty clean. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking that would be really good as a hair product <laughs> or the hair mist that a lot of companies are coming out with. Cause you just want to enhance that fragrance. Um, and so, I mean, yeah. like, I'll be honest, I just spray it on my head anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I have luck, so I'm, um, a bit more leery about doing that because, right. It's going to stay longer and has um, a lot to penetrate. And I don't just, oh, well, I sprayed this fragrance this day. I'm going to wash my hair. And that's, it doesn't really work that way for me. Mm-hmm. So I try not to. Um, but that one, Tropica, <laughs> I just That might. one you would wear. <laughs> yeah, like for me, A, I have shorter hair to begin with. And everybody's got different hair types. So obviously you need to take that into consideration. But for me, it's like especially when I was going to the gym, like my hair is a safe space to spray it as opposed to other parts of my body that are going to like be super sweating and like not smelling so great (laughs) in about an hour. Nice. 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 But I mean, also again, it's just like appropriate times. Like I would not like spray Naxos in my hair and then go to the gym (laughs) because I'm not a jerk. Thank you. We need more of you. But, like, do you have, obviously, you do designer and niche fragrances since, you know, you talked about Byron and you talked about, um, we just said her name. I'm blanking. Maya and Jai. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you ha- do you find that you lean one way or another, or does it just kind of depend on the situation for you? For me, I would actually say... I lean more towards designer and that's only, only because of accessibility and it's no other Mm -hmm. reason other than accessibility. I mean, that is something I do have a gripe with about niche fragrances. A, they are tremendously more expensive. B, they are much, much harder to get, especially if you're in the U S because a lot of these houses are over in Europe and they may not even stock in the U.S. Like you said, you got that one Mugler fragrance because Amina was able to pick it up for you when she was still in the U.K. Exactly. You know, like there's some stuff I would love to try and get my hands on. I would love to get my hands on some of the Roberto Ugolini stuff. Um, he's a Italian 
leather shoemaker who has a line of fragrances, but I'm like, he doesn't sell anything in the U.S. If I want to try and get my hands on something, I'm going to have to pay an extra, like, $40 for the one place that I could carry it that would mail it to me, and I'm like, eh. Yeah. There's something to be said for the designer fragrances, especially the really well-done designer fragrances, like the Chanel. I don't know. Are you a fan of the Chanel house? So... I would generally say yes. Now, I don't own a lot of Chanel, um, but I would generally say yes. I can definitely call off two or three that I am a fan of. So, um, I mean, I've I've got, you know, Coco Mademoiselle is like a staple for me, especially in the summer. And it has been for a while. And you can just go on their website. You can order it for a fairly decent price considering Chanel is like a super like ritzy kind of brand and they will ship it to you like two days FedEx. I'm like, I can't do this with a niche house. The closest I can do is surge job and I'm going to pay at least a hundred dollars more. Definitely. But I, but I also try to be intentional about trying things that, um, being more intentional about trying the niche and indie brands that I do have access to Mm -hmm. um, a little bit easier. Um, One of them I just tried was, sorry, I'm blanking on the name, uh, but doing sampler packs um, from the different houses just to get a feel um, Mm -hmm. for what they offer is definitely the route I've been going lately to be intentional intentional about trying them for sure so and i will say like lucky scent and there's a rising market for samples and decants from like people who are on the fragrance groups um i know tara i mean and i talked about tara um she does decants that's actually how i found um changing constant i love the house penhaligans i there may be probably my favorite house and for whatever reason, I hadn't smelled Changing Constance yet. And then I smelled it, and now I have two bottles of it because I have no self-control. So that's all oh Tara's fault. <laughs> it's Tara's <laughs> fault. I wouldn't have found it if it weren't for her. But that's what decants are good for, you know, especially in the groups of, like, it lets you get exposed to all these niche fragrances that somebody else might have gotten their hands on a bottle of. And like, well, I'm probably not going to use the full bottle. So I could decant some of this out of like three milliliter samples to people who just want to test it out. Definitely. Definitely. And then spend way too much money on it. (laughs) (laughs) But what are the notes in that? Like I'm super interested in checking out the Hallians. Well, and that's the thing is, like, I normally tend towards, just because, again, with the scent migraines, I've normally, I've, my palette developed more towards, like, the fougeres and the woodier fragrances. I love boozy fragrances. So, Changing Constance is one of the more feminine-leaning fragrances I have that it doesn't give me a headache. I love it. It's got, like, caramel in it is one of the bigger notes, like, salted caramel kind of. Nice. Okay. And uh, vanilla, and then it's got some pimento in it, and Mm. then suede and tobacco. I absolutely love suede. (laughs) And I just... No, I take that back. It's cashmere and not suede. My bad. Okay. Whoops, close. 
Yeah, I mean, they look similar if they're far enough away in those tiny little icons. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's just this very warm gourmand slash tobacco salty little bit spicy scent and I absolutely adore it. It's like I have like levels of how much I like something. It's like I know a lot of people theirs ends with I would bathe in this but I have one level higher and that is like when I die embalm me with this before I'm lowered into the ground. And I have two fragrances that I am at, like, embalm me level with, and they're both from Penhaligans, and Changing Constance is one of them. Wow, that's awesome. Pretty awesome. But, again, I wouldn't have found out about it without decants. Like, you're discovering, you know, the niche stuff, how you're wanting to be mindful about discovering it through the discovery sets or decants as well. Yeah. Um, some people don't have the global funds like Chanel to make sure that, you know, it gets yeah. to the whole world in two days. And um, I, I understand that. So for sure. And the, the brand that I was thinking of or the house um, is Kerosene. Oh, I love I Unknown Pleasures. Okay. Yeah. That's everybody's uh, favorite. So that <laughs> one I've been able to try and check out. So I'm enjoying it um, through the discovery pack that I ordered. Yeah, mm. unknown pleasures. No, do you like the, Nishani? I like Nishani. I've only tried um, Hasavat, and I'm like, okay. I I could like it, but I don't like it the the level it's been hyped up. Okay, because I, I don't it. know if you're okay. on like the Facebook marketplaces, but they go through cycles where they like ping on something as like the next big Aventus thing. Mm-hmm. And has of that somehow got on there, and I'm like, well, I mean, it's okay. I don't see what all the hype is. <laughs> yeah, people's hype can ruin it for sure. I mean, I mean fragrance is like it's a very personal thing, just because of like how it smells on you. It will never smell the exact same as it would on somebody else, and also the memories that come up from a fragrance. So I'm just kind of like, I know you can make a case for mass appealing fragrances, but it's still at the end of the day, it's very, it's a very, very personal experience. Exactly. And I think that's one thing about this whole fragrance journey for me during um, COVID. Like I don't feel like I'm getting out and making memories with my fragrance and trying to really get a feel for them under this controlled air and running to the grocery store once or twice just does not give me the same feeling as if I was with friends and enjoying, um, you know, outside or at a party. It's just not the same experience. So that's been a bit hard for me. Right. I I mean, it would be nice, like, if I want to go out, like, I live in Los Angeles, so I'm one of those Disneyland annual pass holders, and I have very, very specific scent memories of, like, certain fragrances that I would always wear to Disney, because they lasted all day. But I, I love the new fragrances I've gotten, but I can't wait to try and make those memories with them. It's not quite the same. Definitely. Yep. I agree. But I've learned what you can and cannot smell easily through a mask. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have 
a fragrance that you like that goes beyond the mask? Uh, I have a couple. Um, let's see. Surjoff, it's from the Join the Club line Commandant. Okay. But that's the thing about Surjoff fragrances is, like, they're pretty nuclear right out of the gate. So they're strong. Like, projection-wise, they're strong for, like, that first hour. They're pretty easy to smell. So Commandant, I can smell throughout the mask pretty easily. Um, uh, Roja Creation E slash Enigma. I can smell that one outside of the mask. And then uh, Montal Daydreams. Mm. Oh, and Guerlain Heritage. I can smell that one, too. So those are the four, like, I can... Like, if I'm going to go outside and be walking around the neighborhood and I still want to smell it when I'm walking around, I normally reach for one of those four. Wow. Okay. Those are, those are, those are nice. I have yeah. not smelled any of them, but um, they are on my radar. Especially the problem this is only one dangerous. of them is, like, cheap enough that I would feel comfortable spraying it every day for a walk. <laughs> cannot waste the sprays. You can't waste the sprays, Corey. I mean, it's Roja. You know that stuff is not cheap. Roja and Surjoff are not cheap, you know, so you save up for that stuff. You know, you wear that because you want to feel powerful that day, not because I just want to be able to smell it over the mask. Right, for sure. I guess technically, Daydreams, if you get it off of FragranceNet, it's not that bad if you can find it on sale, but Surjoff and Roja, those are like you wear those with purpose. Like I'm sure you got those fragrances. Like I am, if I'm wearing this, is I'm wearing it for a reason. Definitely. And like, what would a power fragrance be for you? A power fragrance. Okay. This is probably going to sound very typical, but it's okay. It's worth it. So Delina Exclusive is a power fragrance. And I say that, so Delina Exclusive is, again, that um, lychee and rose, and there's some oudin, a bit of oudin in it and incense to give it some depth. But it is my power fragrance because it projects like none other. So you still are um, feeling pretty. You're still feeling... um, pleasing to the nose but it will project it's your notice me witness me scent yes but it's not in a i'm spicy it's not i'm being uh powerful and brave kind of a feel you're still Mm -hmm. feeling very soft and pretty but because it projects so well it i would still label it as a power fragrance I mean, I have to admit, I have not smelled Delina yet. The only feminine fragrance from PDM I've been able to get my nose on so far is Athalia, but I really actually quite like Athalia. Nice. And I didn't nice. think I would like it. I, I got it, you know, a royalty sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I got I got it off of royalty sense because I was like, I have got to try at least one of the feminine PDMs. And it was just the first one in the alphabet. So I'm like, fine, we'll just go it that way, you know, because I'm super objective in how I choose things and 
Um, that was the only one I've been able to get my nose on so far, but I really enjoyed it. Oh, good. That's awesome. And also, if I were to try to give a feminine Moogler another chance, like if I were just like, I'm going to throw caution to the wind and try it again, what one would you recommend? Oh, so I have three. Okay. So it would be the Angel EDT for 2020 or 2019. Okay. Um, There is an Angel EDT that came out a couple years ago, so it's not that one. Um, That's in the comment. It is the newer Standing Star Angel EDT of 2019 or 2020. That one is a nice... um, version of angel but it's not as decadent and polarizing as the original so that's the first one um for summer if you want to go fruity you can try the O croissier 2020 um that's a nice fruity fig and magnolia um scent with some of the praline and the base that's a good one. And then lastly, if you are more of an alien girl, um, Alien's latest flanker that came out, I'm actually a big fan of. I don't hear anyone talking about it. Um, when I first got it, I was like, eh, this has L'Oreal all over it, you know, um, kind of watering down the Moogler DNA. Mm-hmm. However... I have been wearing it and it's lightly sweet. It's not heavy um, with any uh, gourmands and sweetness, but it's more of a lighter, fresher alien. Um, I describe it as having some of the, if you're familiar with Cotton Blossom uh, fragrances, and I typically would hear that from sort of a Bath and Body Works kind of kind of a standpoint don't be thrown off by that um (laughs) because it definitely has some moogler in it and it also has um that alien dna so i think it's a very solid flanker from moogler and would be a good option if you want to try one Uh, i will try to get a hold of at least one of those three and then you will find out in our stories whether i liked it or not (laughs) Assuming, you know, I don't shatter the bottle in my iron death grip that I apparently now have. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, Yes, I do hope you like one. uh, Well, I will definitely be sure to let you know uh, when I can finally get my hands on one. I do want to talk about, though, Fragcom in general just a little bit. I'm, you know, one of the things that I originally wanted to do when I made that article was because... It seems like the biggest voices in Fragcom are white dudes. <laughs> and I was like, you know, there's all, and I'm not trying to be overly critical, but they're all kind of reviewing the same thing and following the same format, and it's kind of very same ish. And I'm like, I can tell when a new bottle of something came out because all of those guys, suddenly a new video comes up for it. <laughs> Yeah. So it was one of the things I was wanting to do is like, especially like women in Fragcom, there's such a rich depth of voices that I'm like, 
y'all are not getting as much space sometimes, which is a shame. And I feel like more people need to be on y'all about the stuff you're talking about, why you're talking about it, what works for you, what's not working for you, that I don't think we're maybe getting at the top of, like, the YouTube echelon. Definitely. I agree. Um, when I joined YouTube with fragrances, I definitely felt like I wanted to be a part of this conversation about women's fragrances mm-hmm. for women. <laughs> right. I found myself initially looking at um, male channels or and listening to them and seeing who would resonate the most with me and my experiences with fragrances, um, who was well-versed enough to talk fragrances with women and what um, what I would like personally. So that was a huge challenge. Um, there tends to be, I think, um, edge of, I would like this on a woman who I would like to... <clears throat> Okay. Not what the woman would enjoy for herself. It's like, I would blank a woman if she wears this. I'm like, that's not really helpful. Exactly. And unfortunately, it's more about the marketing on YouTube and not mm-hmm. always about what's good for the viewer. Um, right. So that that sex appeal type fragrances or the clickbait and trending, that's what people are going to use. And that's unfortunate um, because then we're subjected to it and have to try to read through the lines and see, oh, what would I actually like this? And not because somebody would like to <clears throat> with me, like, you know? Right. Um, so that's why I started my channel. Um, there just weren't a lot of women. Um, and so now since I've started, um, there have been a lot of women that have started their channels, that have moved from beauty to fragrance. Um, fragrance is a part of beauty, but doing more um, content on fragrance. Mm-hmm. And that is pretty awesome. Um, I'm enjoying it. Um, I like the space that we're in. and Well, and that's one thing I've really noticed. It seems to me, I, you know, I could be reading it wrong, but it seems to me like in that particular sphere that we referenced where it's all about chasing after compliments and that sort of thing it's more competitive and it's not a you know like the women's sphere that you're in and there's some guys in there too like um i said there's guys in there and then i just blank byron am i getting his name right i am blanking on nose nose no notes yes Brian. Brian, mm-hmm. there we go. <laughs> we mentioned the perfume earlier, and I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> but, yeah. like, there are some guys in the community. But, I'm like, the community that I've seen, like, that you've been helping build, it's very much as, like, we're not in competition with each other. It's there's space for everybody at the table, and we all learn about more exciting fragrances because I'm trying something that you don't know about, and then you're trying something that I don't know about, and then we can be happy with each other about it. Exactly, hearing the different perspectives and not only what Demi Rawlings said. Like, we love her. She's um, been a force in the community, and that's amazing, but there are definitely other perspectives and tastes. Um, And especially, I think one of the things that I liked about being a part of this is that I've met more women who say 
I like tobacco. I like, um, you know, looking in the men's quote, you know, section and finding a fragrance and it's opening me up to um, exploring that and seeing what else I like out there outside of just, oh, flowers and sugar and vanilla. And so that's been an exciting um, journey. And yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it all. all. Well, and I think that's the other thing is like, for a really long time between, I would say, like, the 80s until now, it kind of, women's fragrances got very narrowly pigeonholed. Okay. Um, it's like, you know, fruity and white florals, and that that's what women's fragrance is, which, you know, the more we talk to each other and the more we start, it's like, no, it's okay to like the tobacco notes or the suede notes, even, you know, like, the leather notes, the the boozy notes. It's like, no, you can still be feminine and rock this fragrance and love it, you know, just because it's not cotton candy. But even exactly. if you love cotton candy, that's fine. <laughs> that's absolutely fine. You know, it's it's like this sphere is own what you like, I feel like is a good way to sum it up. Like own what you like and like it because you love it. Exactly. And YouTube definitely um, gives everybody a platform to share that with others. And that's that's amazing. I mean, like we at the Fundamentals, we don't necessarily do YouTube because I'm not submitting, like subjecting the rest of y'all to my face. But, um, (laughs) you know, we we have our own dedicated website anyways. And so for me, a lot of this is like, you know, we're not necessarily into the YouTube sphere, but it's a really great way for me to get you know, our readership who are not necessarily in fragrance or this is something they're new to, to being exposed to voices like you and um, Amina and like Tara and everybody else in the community and not just running out and, you know, typing in fragrances into YouTube and finding certain people um, just because of the algorithm. (laughs) Definitely. I know when I started... It was definitely men in suits, and I found that very interesting. But I figured, hey, men in suits sell cars, men in suits sell fragrances. But it is um, nice to have women added to that uh, platform to talk about fragrance as well. Mm -hmm. And not just the white, floral, sugary fragrances. Well, and I mean, one of the things I do appreciate, and I... You know, this is something I've kind of called out a little bit. It's like, you can tell there is a very specific demographic that gets free, like, full review bottles. Yeah. But on the same token, it's like, I know you just got a free bottle, so how much can I really trust your opinion of it? Like, all the reviews we do on the site, like, we independently source the fragrances. And it's one of the things I love about this community is you guys give your honest opinion. Like, if you don't like it, like, y'all are very upfront. Like, this does not work for me because X, Y, Z. Yeah. Agreed. It's more of like, we're all in this fragrance journey together. We're not just trying to sell you something. And I do like that voice out there. Um, I think people... At least a lot of the women reviewers are definitely excited about sharing what they 
like um and also yeah like you said aren't afraid to just go ahead and say you know this did not work for me for xyz reasons there's a just recently i was watching a tag that's going around about most challenging sense where people are literally talking about why certain fragrances didn't work for them and they're the popular ones that everybody you know loves so mm-hmm. i i enjoy all of that content um and just hearing the different perspectives and not just, oh, everybody loves this particular item or fragrance. So, well, I know like just today, like today is like today when we record this, not when you guys are listening to the episode, but um, Perfumed Realm. Yes. Uh, she had um, a post up about Surge Off because she's going through Surge Off right now and it's Amber Gold. And she's like, I would. Bet money, tell me I can give somebody a tester strip. This smells almost exactly like taboo. And you know, I own a bottle of taboo. Taboo is like 12 bucks. Oh my goodness. That, that is bottle hilarious. of amber gold is over 200. <laughs> wow. So, so, you know, I appreciate, you know, having those honest voices of like, well, it's a well made fragrance, but you could go buy taboo for 12 bucks and save yourself $200. Definitely. Monaco's great. She's um, she's the creator of Perfume Realm, and she gives very in-depth reviews. Super knowledgeable. She's she's amazing. I hope it's Perfume Realm because if I got that wrong, I'm gonna feel so bad. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> no, I'm like I'm second guessing myself. I was like, wait a minute, was that Monaco? No, Perfume Thoughts. Oh, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. <laughs> Oh, okay. This is why we double check everything before it goes out. Uh, perfume thoughts. But no, I actually love Perfume Realm as well. Um, Amina and Manahil and Sonia and I are doing an upcoming episode for Sartorial Splendor about Muslimas in fragrance. Nice. So okay. we've got that coming up um, that I'm excited to do uh, just because... I told Amina after she did that guest spot with me, I was like, I'm really tired of men having opinions about Muslim women (laughs) and fragrance, and I want to talk about it. Yes, I'm excited to hear about it. I think one of the um, biggest, one of my biggest interests that I haven't been able to delve into much um, is just fragrance by, by, um, different regions and different mm-hmm. cultures like you know because people people will bring it here to the states and call it one thing but where did you get this inspiration from like they don't go much into that um right. and so it will be super awesome to hear about muslim women and fragrances like i'm i'm all i'm here for it all like i'm excited about that well, and I, I remember um, My World of Fragrance on YouTube. I don't know if you're familiar with her. Yes. She was talking about, she was in Dubai, and it was like a water-free or an alcohol-free based fragrance that she had seen that they were hyping up in Europe. It's like, we're the first ones to ever do this. It's this brand new process. And she goes to Dubai. They've had this for years. Exactly. <laughs> And she's just like, huh, well, isn't that interesting? See? 
so I mean, yeah, it's like different parts of the world have their own perfume culture. Um, you know, the U.S. is a little bit obsessed with, I would say, the fresh scents. Um, Europe, it's more. You can have like some dirtier scents, and you know, the Middle East, it's very much like oud based. So I think it's really interesting to be able to have the space and have the voices to really explore all of that so all of us can learn more about it definitely and you know where you come from also has an impact on how you have a relationship with fragrance i think personally i i totally agree or even um what i think i found interesting is with women talking fragrance how many men like gourmand fragrances and are interested in the fragrances that Mm -hmm. we talk about. So that's super interesting to me as well. I will go to my grave saying more men need to wear Chanel number five. (laughs) Chanel number five on men. I don't know what it is about their body chemistry. It is an entirely different and a very amazing experience. Wow. I need to check that out. So, I mean, that's just my opinion. But, yeah, I do like seeing that there's more men that are like, well, you know, I actually really like the more traditionally feminine fragrances. And I think that kind of taking down a little bit of those constructs of like, well, okay, if you love it, then wear it. Exactly. You know, and like I said, especially in this community that's building up and coming up of like, if you love it, own it and wear it. I love it. I love it. So on that note, we've actually, we've almost run out of our one hour worth of time. So thank you again, Kia, for coming on. I will link to her platforms where you can find her on YouTube and on Instagram. And also I do want to point out, we have a couple of other podcasts on the fundamentals network and I actually wrote them all down this time. So wonder of wonders, I'm not going to forget one of them. We have the Fundamentalists. We have Unabashed Book Snobbery. That's Haram. Ladies First. Beneath the Screen of the Ultra Critics. Obviously Sartorial Splendor that Kia graciously helped me guest host today. And we also have a weekly uh, TTRPG live blog called Fae Forge Academy that is up every Friday that you guys should check out. So... Thank you for continuing to tune in to Sartorial Splendor. If you have any items or people you would like for me to beg and plead and grovel before to get to come on here, you can leave them in the comments. I will do my best. I can't guarantee that everyone's going to be as nice as Kia is, but, you know, I will try. (laughs) (laughs) And if you have any topics that you'd like for us to maybe keep exploring as we go along with this show, leave us a comment as well. And, you know, if you have any questions for Kia, um, pop a comment in there. I will make sure it gets to her and she can do whatever she feels like with that. So that is all the time we have. Kia, thank you so much for being on. I really, really appreciate you stepping in for me. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoy being here. And for everybody else, please stay safe, mask up, Have a good one.